All right. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Double B Creates. Today we just have Kevin as Brad has some other things he's working on. Um, so we're going to do uh, the uh, words. We're going to do another solo episode today. We are talking to Logan Fields. He's the founder and creative director of the App Guys, and he also claims to be the world's number one fan of The Office. Bro. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day to talk to us. Well, me. Definitely. Yeah. So tell us what the app guys is. I, I have an idea and an understanding, but. Uh... Cool. Yeah. It's exactly what it sounds like. We make apps. Um, so iOS and Android apps and, and web apps. So custom software. And a lot of times we're building a new prod, a new app that is for a new company where the app is the central part of the new company. Sometimes we're building an app that's maybe an automated process for an existing business. Uh, but yeah, we do a lot of startup stuff. So it's interesting. It's just, it's all kinds of stuff. It's, it's food delivery, it's electric vehicle charging. It's anything you can think of. Anything that can be an app, you guys can do it, right? Yeah. Very cool. Um, where can people find you guys if they're if they have an idea that they want to discuss? Theappguys.org. Yep. Go go right there. Or if you if you want to hit me up personally on Facebook, that's also fine through my website through Facebook. Um, but yeah, you can see some of our work on my website. You can get a thousand dollar credit towards your project as well. Um, so yeah, we're, we're pretty easy to find. Just Google the app guys. We'll come right up. Very cool. I actually, uh, I had a neighbor the other day. He was like, Hey, I got this idea. I don't know if I need like a website or what's going on. And I was like, yeah. tell me your idea. Let's, let's discuss it a little bit. And I go, uh -huh. you should probably just do an app. It would probably just be a lot easier. <laughs> and he was like, I don't know anyone that makes them. Well, now you do. <laughs> now you do. Yeah. The thing about so people come all the time everybody has an app idea um and th th there's no idea in the world that's worth a billion dollars because ideas are soulless they're static ideas are something that haven't happened yet so congratulations on your good idea but what makes it matter is a good business person who comes to the table with funding to where they can actually get something built, they build it and they run a good company. It's really, it's a, it's really about, are you a good entrepreneur? And yeah, there are some ideas that are more valuable than others, but when push comes to shove, it's mainly about the business owner. Cause somebody like you who's experienced about business could come to me and with a pet rock app idea and you're going to probably do pretty well cause you've already done well in business. You already know business. <laughs> you just brought like the weirdest image into my head when you said pet rock app idea. <laughs> I was like, man, we need to re re uh, re image the gigapet into app form. <laughs> right. Oh, I bet you everyone's pulling those out right now. But um, <laughs> I like that too, that when you said uh, no idea is worth a billion dollars, because you always hear that phrase, oh, yeah. a billion dollar idea. Well, an idea is just a thought. 
if if you don't have anything that's uh, actually in existence, it's not worth anything. So right, or 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 you're not willing to actually when you start to pull the trigger and actually start to take action, you you're, you start to put some blood and money into it, then it starts to become worth something even before launch, but not before that point. If you're not willing to pull the trigger on anything, it's worth nothing. It's just extra emotional energy at that point. So in fact, it's diminishing returns if it's an idea that you're not acting on. So this quarter, we're, my company, I'm, I'm investing about a quarter million dollars this quarter two of 2020 into new softwares where I invest, people come to us and if they meet certain criteria and they want us as a partner, then we will take a minor stake. And I'll do instead, so for example, instead of maybe it being $90,000, some apps are 20,000, some apps are 120,000. Like it just depends. But instead of it being $90,000, if I, if the person meets the criteria and good market fit, all of that, then I might say, hey, I'll do it for 45,000 and 10% or 20%. And so, so we're investing about a quarter million in projects like that over this next quarter here. And here's kind of what I look for, the things that I'm personally willing to invest in. Um, and I'm in about 10 softwares right now. The things I'm willing to invest in are basically, again, it's about the entrepreneur. Do you have good experience in business? Like, have you, if you've already built something that nets lower six figures or more, then, then I'm probably going to partner with you. Unless I really, unless you just really rub me the wrong way, I'm probably going to partner with you because you've already proven that you can make cash out of something. If you haven't quite gotten there, then, then, then more conversations and stuff have to happen for me to put the investments in. Um, but yeah, if somebody can be a good business leader, they can come to the table with funding because I'm not, I'm not funding something hundred percent. We both need to come to the table with something that's valuable. I, you know, I've worked for years to have a killer app team and I started out with my own app idea is how I started. So I know what it's like to like spend your own money on this kind of thing. And I've tried to build something that gives people a good experience and good quality. And so I'm bringing that to the table. I need someone to come to the table who's willing to lead a good business, who's willing to, to put some real cash in. And then we can build something that can probably net six figures in the first 18 months of launch is typically the goal. That's a decent time frame and decent goal. Uh, yeah. Definitely uh, not unachievable. <laughs> no. Well, because the infrastructure costs are so low when you own a software. Right. Like you, you need maintenance. You probably don't need an office. You might have a salesperson or might not. Um, you probably don't need a whole team of salespeople. And there, there are different levels, right? Like if you go for venture capital and they say, hey, you're worth, you're worth tens of millions of dollars and they give you millions of dollars of investment, well, now you have to hire a ton of people just to meet your projection, your val your valuation rather. But I'm not talking about that scenario so much. Like if it's me and you 
funding something together. Maybe you bring in one or two private investors. We can probably push the infrastructure costs down low enough and make the marketing sniper enough, you know, laser focused enough to actually just have killer margins. I like that. And <laughs> I was going to ask you uh, why this was something that you started and you already answered that. Yeah, well, I'll tell you more about it. So I was a youth pastor before this. I started the app guys five years ago. I was a youth pastor and I was making no money, which is what it is. Like, I guess that's just the nature of it. And anyway, I wanted to start a prayer app is what it was. And through that process, I, I actually raised the money for crowd with through crowdfunding on Indiegogo to build a beta. And as I'm doing that, I knew that I wanted to kind of move on and go into business. Um, and I just, I saw, it was very clear to me. It was hard. It was just, it was really hard to find good app people who, who had everything in one place. And so I was like, I'm going to, build this. I'm going to build a good team with good processes. I'm going to build a good company that can deliver these projects the way they should be delivered. And it was, it was just through my own experience. I saw kind of the, the place in the market. Now I didn't realize how good of a place it was at the time. I, I like, I can't really take credit. Part of it was accident. Um, and, and then I just held on to the opportunity and now we've, built this thing to, to where it is. But, but yeah, that's how we started. And my first app, what I did when I started the app guys, I started it while I was still in ministry. And again, I had no money. I was making less than 40 a year. So I had no money at all. And I printed out this horrible half sheet flyer. I took my vacation weeks. I printed out this horrible half sheet flyer on a family member's printer because I couldn't even afford my own printer. And I mean, it is the ugliest thing in the world. It was like a pages template. And I just, I took these pixelated images from, from Google and dragged them into spots. And the, the, the sales copy was not that good. And, and I cut them myself and all that. And I just, I went door to door to businesses during my, my vacation week like every business, I just walk in and I would not do this now, but it worked. It worked to start. I just walked into businesses and tried to have a conversation with the owner about why they should have an app. And my first sale was like an ice cream shop and they paid me partly in ice cream credit, <laughs> but you got to take that first sale, man. Like yeah. you just got to get some momentum going. And then from there, we wound up doing some bigger projects that were better than ice cream. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> they, uh, we had a conversation not too long ago, uh, Brad and myself, about uh, our YouTube channel, for example. Mm -hmm. And we, we went back and we watched like the very first video that we put up versus like the last one. And sure it's only been like a year and we don't put that much out, but it's, it's kind of funny to see really like where you started versus where you are now yeah. 
because like even now I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll go back and like listen to some of the early stages and I'm like, man, we sucked. Like, why does anyone listen to this? <laughs> but um, this is just kind of one of those things. I feel like any, any company you're not going to explode and be an expert right off the bat. Um, so my, my question on that was, with your earlier apps, um, are you guys doing like contract work or anything with these companies to like upgrade and update those, or do you like do they buy the app and then they own it? And uh, it's been both. Way. Yeah, yeah. So we've done a lot of updates for for the earlier apps. Um, we tend to have different clientele now overall because we are we're more expensive, like a lot more expensive than we used to be. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I try to frame things to where we can build you something that actually makes money and then you can keep updating it, which is good for you. It's good for me. That's the ideal for sure. Makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. (laughs) Um, what, uh, what was your favorite? app that you've built like not necessarily in specifics but type i guess like what was the funnest Mm. um so two come to mind one was our first big one and that's why it was fun is because it was like my first big check because it was rewarding yeah right and and that was called the butler and that was in lubbock texas and it's a food delivery service Okay. where you can order anything. So you want pizza and sushi, you put it in, they go grab whatever. Um, and and that one is cool. It was, it was fun too. It was interesting just on the back side of it because I learned a lot about how to think about the complexities that don't come to mind initially. Like if you have the drivers, the delivery people were called butlers, right? So if you have five butlers signed in, and orders coming in, we actually had to write an algorithm that assigns the butlers the the new assignments in certain orders. And if they didn't accept it within 60 seconds or two minutes, then then the system automatically kicked it to the next person in line. And it was stuff like that that was just an interesting challenge. Um, and that now we're very good at. It's very easy for us because we've been through those reps. And it was a good brand, it, it good name, awesome logo. We did the logo, and I was proud of that. Um, and yeah, that first big check was just felt so freaking good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another one that we're working on currently. It's in coding. The prototype is done. We're still coding the rest of it is called Zervos and I'm allowed to talk about this one because he's the owner has put information about out already. Usually I'm not allowed to talk about it till it's launched because we're under NDAs, but he's already talked about it. Um, You'd have to go into his beta Facebook group to see the deep details, but I can give you the essence of it is it's a really revolutionary fitness app. Um, I'm really proud of the design. I'm really proud of, how the team was so good on laying out the technical layout on this. We just, 
it was kind of an earmark in our upgraded quality that I feel really good about. And it's something we're invested in. And I think it's probably going to make us like my company, not just the owner's company, but my company, I think it'll make us seven figures in like the next three or four years. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like, um, like, uh, who was it? Android came out and then Apple started doing a thing. I could have that backwards, but, um, they started changing phone plans. Um, I'm kind of going way back here and all of the apps that I was seeing initially were always like games. Right. And half of them were paid. The other ones are free with ads and then yeah. they make the money off the ads. But I think now with technology moving forward and, and getting a lot better, um, I don't think the games like they're still really big, but I think that utility apps are, are getting a lot more attention. Um, wow. Like I got one that's a tape measure that it's like uh, it's almost uses AI, but uh, you scan the room and right. it'll, it'll tell the distance and then you can measure from point to point. And I've used it from, uh, like two feet away from something to like 20 feet away. And mm -hmm. it's actually pretty accurate. It was really cool. Yeah. So there's just like little things like that, or like using your sensorometer for a level on your phone. Right. So yeah, I mean the, the ideas are pretty much endless. And even yeah. though I think that there's so many out there already, there's always going to be one that really stands out. And I, I'm assuming that that's kind of what you're pushing for is yours is going to be the one that stands out and works the best. And, uh, yeah. Well, there's a couple directions you can go, right? So there's that be the best, be the standout. If you already have an audience, then, then the game changes. It becomes about how can we put this in your audience's hand and monetize it really well, regardless of what the comparable products are what the comparable apps are. Um, Cause the interesting thing about an app is there are, there are a lot of apps that make that net six and seven figures a year that you've never heard of in your life. Cause they're, they're not in the top 100. The, the ones in the top 100, those are apps that are making eight and nine figures a year. Like they're banking, banking, they're making big bucks. You don't even have to do that. You could be an app that, Nobody's heard of except a niche group of, you know, a thousand dedicated people and you could make six, seven figures on it. I don't think people realize how much money is actually in the app industry. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's the best. And you know, people there, there's so many people. So when, I don't know when you put this out, but at the time we're recording this, we're all in quarantine because of COVID and there are a lot of people that have called us over the years that they had a good idea. They were business people that had, or they were ready to be business people and they had the funding for an app and they just didn't pull the trigger. And a lot of the ideas that come that have come to mind would be banking right now during this COVID like, like crazy. And they'd be doing it from home. Yeah, because everyone's sitting at home and 
begging for content of various sources, whether it be podcasts, games, apps, movies, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We, we had that conversation not too long ago as well uh, with Wynn Charles, I believe it was. And um, we, we do live in this world where we pay for entertainment and entertainment is kind of like an escape from the real world. That's why people yeah. prefer movies and uh, plays and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think everything is kind of working its way into the virtual world. So you, we have like virtual reality systems now, like you can go golfing standing in your living room. <laughs> right. So it's, uh, it's kind of cool that this is happening now versus like 15 years ago. Cause that would have sucked. <laughs> right yeah no i i totally know what you mean now is the perfect time for it also like a lot of the opportunity is also in like business solutions um because right now there are a lot of people that are still working they're working remotely they're trying to that and they weren't they're not used to it and they're trying to figure out how to adjust like how can i do things also on my phone because so we're, you and I are both on our desktops right now, which are, you know, about 13 inch screens or more. So they're these big, you know, interfaces. This is six, in, this is an iPhone XS. It's about, I think it's six inches or five and a half inches, something like that. So you being able to produce something that can take work that's done on a screen like this. So it's much more complex. There's a lot more room to work and create something that looks and feels good and intuitive on this, that's a big deal. Right. And there are a lot of people that we all know they, they were working in an office and now they're sitting on their couch and they're kind of watching Netflix and they're kind of working on their phone. And if you could bring them a business solution that was good on their phone, you'd now have more enterprise clients, the type of clients that'll pay you, 50 bucks to a thousand bucks a month depends on the service you're providing for your app. Yeah. Um, the, the online meeting programs have been yeah substantial uh, lately. Uh, like we're using zoom right now. Right. And their stock, I, I called it <laughs> and I didn't buy and I should have, but all the stock started going way down and then, uh, it was like it hit this weird pivot and then all the stocks started going back up and zoom and slack I think were the two biggest ones that I was watching personally mm-hmm. I think slack went up like 300 percent in like two weeks <laughs> yeah it's crazy now that one will even out it's not going to stay that high It'll no it won't it's still, it's still going to have good growth like net growth over the year is going to be awesome yeah and I think with them offering uh, free upgrades or free accounts to companies to help them do remote stuff, yep. that really is going to propel them for the future as well because more people are going to yep. use it and be like, oh, I like this interface, and then they're going to buy it. Yeah. So yeah, it was a totally. smart move. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what these companies – yeah. That Zoom is going to uh, pop ahead of Skype now. Skype was one of the biggest for a while, but uh, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of things about security and other stuff, so we don't use it. Yeah, it's also not great to invite people to. Like, you can invite somebody with a Zoom link. Now, mm-hmm. you and I happen to have the app 
on our computers, but I don't have to. You could have sent me the link. I could have pressed it. It would have taken me to a URL to have the meeting. Whereas Skype, you have, you have to download, you have to have a username and all that. So, so there's more barriers. It's good for other stuff, just not as good as Slack for internal stuff. It's not as good as Zoom for the client-facing stuff. You brought up a good question um, about downloading Skype and having to have the account and everything. And it's, it's a pain. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it sucks. And so like everybody is on Facebook, everybody's on Instagram, but all of, all of those is kind of the same thing. Uh, you can't really use Instagram from a computer. It's all app based. You have to have the account to see stuff. Right. Um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm, this uh, stupid TikTok app that everybody's all over right now. Mm-hmm. I like that you don't have to have the app. You can view it. Uh, like if somebody sends you a link, it'll just pop up and say, do you want to download the app? Cool. No. Um, but you don't have to have a user account. You don't have to have the app downloaded. And you right. Can see everything, which I think is a smart move for the future. Um, yeah. Because for a while, it almost seems like a lot of stuff is really proprietary. And it mm-hmm. feels like things are starting to open up a little bit, but still be secure. Yeah, that's true. Now, now in TikTok's case, what happened is it was like company acquiring a company that acquired a company. It was, it, it's not new. It's no. like five years old, really, ultimately. It's, it was musically um, before TikTok. And I can't remember what it was before that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I forget what the parent company is, but yeah, they they have been smart. Now, I don't know what the next year or two is going to look like for them. Um, it's interesting, though. I had downloaded it initially, and it's a good study. Like, if somebody wants to do an app, it doesn't matter if your app is for fitness or business or whatever. Like, just study good apps, even in other categories. Mm-hmm. TikTok um, has, is a really good habit-driving app where the goal is if you can do something that's a, what I call a dopamine machine where people click or scroll and it makes them for a millisecond feel good. And then they want to do it again. And then they want to do it again. Then they want to do it again. That makes your app worth a lot of money because people are going to spend a lot of time. I downloaded TikTok to like research it. Right. Mm-hmm. And the first time I'm like in there and I'm scrolling and scrolling and I look up like two hours later, I was like, what <laughs> happened here? It just sucked me in. And uh, then I deleted it, by the way, because I don't want it on. I don't want to be on TikTok an hour a day. And I would be. But it's a great study in what makes what makes an app or even just in general, a business interaction sticky. Yeah, I think they had a really good idea. Um, we were we were on the elk hunt, and there was just three of us sitting around. Mm-hmm. And somebody brought it up, and I was like, oh, I think I have it. So I scrolled over, and I was like, oh, hey, I do. I've never even opened it. And it was just the same thing. It was like three hours later. We're sitting there all just laughing, whatever. Uh-huh. Right. And, like, fast forward eight months, I get sent, like, at least 40 freaking TikTok videos every day and I open maybe one of them and it's the same thing like as soon as I open it I know it's just gonna <laughs> consume my time and I'm just gonna be worthless <laughs> so yep. they were they were genius and I, I really miss Vine but I think 
not that this is going to replace it, but it was a pretty decent alternative. Mm, yeah, for sure. The way that they sucked you in is terrible. Yeah. Mission Great study. <laughs> yep. That's a, so out of the apps that are good to study that I'm thinking about it now, Uber is a good one. Um, just be, just make sure that you're able to think outside of the examples because people will call us all the time. They'll be like, oh yeah, I have an idea for the Uber of rocket ships or whatever. It's everything's the Uber of something. Right. Um, and you, you got to be careful not to box in too much, but Uber's a great one to study. Uh, Tinder is a good one to study. TikTok is a great one to study. Candy Crush, good one to study. Um, there, there are a few apps out there that are some of the best to look at, like, cause their design is good. Robinhood is another one cause their design is good. Their interface is good. Yeah. Um, I think if I downloaded Tinder, my wife would probably castrate me. <laughs> it's for research. <laughs> yeah. That would never work. <laughs> um, no, there's a, there's a lot of, of apps like that. And they mentioned a lot of good ones that and when you were talking about them, I was thinking about um, bird and lime, those little electric scooters that are all over the big cities. Yeah. Nobody sits there and spends time on their app. You're going to open it, put your card number in or whatever, scan the thing, close it. be done. Yeah. <clears throat> so they do exactly what they're supposed to, but um, does that really catch your attention or anything like that like <laughs> so so when you look at something like lime which is a lot different than uber because lime has the scooters uber doesn't own the cars right um, so uber is a software company lime is not a software company they're a scooter company that has an app um so that's the big differences in, in and that's a good example of a business that is levered that you created an app to make their customer experience better and that's smart to do sometimes an app is not necessarily the center of your business sometimes an app upgrades your business mm -hmm. um now if i'm going to zoom out a little bit the the lime thing i'd be interested to see their numbers i i suspect i assume they're vc backed i, I assume they're venture capital backed they probably got a stupid evaluation, a stupid high evaluation. They're probably uh, bloated with runway. It's probably overvalued. You have all of these physical products, the, the, the scooters. I'm sh then you have the maintenance on the scooters. The insurance is probably really complex. You have to have all of that. It doesn't sound like a good business to me. Now, may maybe somebody could show me a, a quarter one 2020 spreadsheet and I changed my mind, but I bet you they're not even close to profitable without even seeing their books. I bet you they're not even close to profitable. Yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. They, uh, I, I thought about that too, cause I, uh, used to be stationed in Salt Lake and we would hop on the scooters periodically and I see so many broken ones then yep. they're trashed or yep. tires, handles, whatever. And they do this new thing so that they don't have to charge it where they're going to pay people like $10 a scooter to charge them at their own house overnight. But then they require them to have them in certain spots now. But 
Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. It's I mean, kind of a cool I, concept, but uh-huh. I don't know how well that's going to work for them in the long run. I don't think it will, um, but I'm glad they're doing it because it gives us some good case studies. Like they're probably amazing people. I think they have great ideas. I think they have good branding. I think they've hit like a need, but I think a lot of these VC backed companies are just bloated. Um, and, and then like we work just, it's so top heavy on the evaluation that it spins out of control. I don't even know if we're going to have WeWorks existing next year. We'll see, I guess. Are you familiar with them? WeWork? No, okay. It's a big office share company. Okay. Uh, unicorn valuation, like, you know, billion plus evaluation, VC backed and, their buildings are amazing. I, I live near Philadelphia. So there's one about a half hour. There's a couple about a half hour away from me. And they're these just gigantic buildings that have coffee and beer on tap and ping pong tables and, and free desks and dedicated office and conference rooms. And uh, you can get your mail there and, and they're beautiful. It's like mini Googles that you can pay like two to five, two to $500 for a membership a month and you can go work there. It's cool. It's a good deal for you and me. It's not a good deal for the investors though. I think the investors are going to lose their money. So it's like uh, they own the building and then you just rent joint space. Yeah. I don't know if they, they own it or they lease it, but yeah, they, they have these big buildings and, and it's beautiful inside and they have staff, they have a front desk and a mailing room and, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's very cool to be able to bring clients in there and meet with clients at, and it's a great vibe in there. You're, you're around other entrepreneurs all day and stuff, but that's not necessarily what always makes money. Yeah. I'll have to look into that one. I've not yeah. heard it too much except for what we just talked about. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, yeah, and my point really is, uh, I, ultimately, I'm not the biggest fan of venture capital funding, you know, where, where you go to these venture capital firms and they give you a $100 million or billion dollar valuation, but then your heart is ripped out on, on equity. They're going to take a ton of equity you got to raise money three, four, five, six times, and it just takes forever to be profitable. Some companies do fine. Go either either with VC or going public is another other type of funding that's harder to get to though than VC. Amazon happens to have won, okay, but that's an exception. You got to remember they weren't even profitable till like two years ago. Yeah. They started making a profit only like two years ago. They they started out. I remember eBay was like the big thing, and then Amazon came around, and I used it a little bit here and there. But now yeah. it's the complete opposite. I think I've used eBay like once in the last year. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, and I mean we use Amazon all the time, <clears throat> but I think I guess along the lines of what we're talking about, what comes to mind is a lot of people that want to do an app or a software, they like, yes, you should study Uber and Tinder and TikTok and all that. 
but generally speaking, you shouldn't try to be like them on the money side. Like, go for the six, seven, or eight figures, whatever the realm you're already existing in, try to level it up with your new software. Um, and then, yeah, you can scale after that. But what I'm saying is don't enter in, don't, don't come to me, especially if you want me to invest and be like, yeah, we're going to make a billion dollars. That tells me that you probably don't know what you're talking about because you're not going to make a billion dollars probably. Um, unless you're like, just statistically it's not happening. And if you haven't built something that's already at like 10 million, why would I believe that you're going to build something that's a billion? Right. And most of the things that have gotten to a billion, I'm speaking super generally, they take on such heavy loads of investors. And now it's a different type of company because like if you're a public company, for example, or even if you're VC backed, if you're a public company, it's all about, can I look good for the investors this quarter? That's not the same thing as playing the infinite game and trying to get better and better and better for your customers according to your values. That's not what you can do anymore. Not usually, not usually, because it's all about, do I look good on paper for the investors? Yes, no. It's, it's typically pretty binary. And that's a different game than, hey, Kevin's going to build an app that is making a million dollars a year. He owns almost all of it. And he's obsessed with giving his clients something good. That's, that's the vibe I can get behind. That's the type of deal that I can put my heart into. Yeah. Um, it, that's come up a lot is if you're out there just like fulfilling your passion and trying to help other people out and stuff like that, just being yeah. genuine, uh, you're definitely going a lot further in life than, people who are not <laughs> agreed yeah whether they make more money or not um yeah you're gonna get better things for sure so that's where i put my my money i'm i'm typically really reluctant if somebody comes to me and let's say the app is 100k my my normal quote and but i'm gonna do it for 50 and i'm gonna take 10 percent it, but then you you tell me, oh, I'm going to go to VC right away, venture capital right away. I become less interested really quickly in doing those investments. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So <laughs> there is one question that we always ask, and that is, um, what is your personal definition of success? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, without having prepared, right? Like, I guess a cheesy way of explaining it comes to mind, and I'm sure I'll think of something awesome right when we hang <laughs> up this call. Um, to me, like, success is a continuous better me. Like, that. That's what. That's what my dream is ultimately am i the type of person who when i'm old and i don't feel very good and i don't have a whole lot of things to look forward to because i'm 80 years old am i somebody who like 
gives love and value to those around me? Am I somebody who's still proud of what I do during the day? Am I somebody who's proud of what I think during the day and, and what, how I treat others? I know that might sound a little cheesy, but that's, that's what I want. I want a continuous better me. I want to be able to really be proud of myself and know that I have, I am giving the people around me something that's valuable. No, it's not cheesy at all. Um, it, it's such a dynamic question that there's not really a wrong answer. There's dumb answers, but <laughs> yeah. people, I want Maseratis and millions. No, shut up. But um, right. <laughs> improving yourself every day and then looking back on your past accomplishments without regrets is definitely, definitely up there with the good mm-hmm. ones, I would say. Um, so we've heard a lot of different answers and I don't think we've had a bad one on this show yet. Cool. <laughs> but I like that. Mine, mine's kind of aligned with yours. Um, but add happiness to it and freedom. Yep. I dig it. Yep. Well, cool, man. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time. We're about, 40 something minutes. Um, I don't really have any other questions for you. I like, I like what you're doing. I like the idea of your company and uh, I've only ever really talked to one other person that even knows how to do an app. (laughs) So you kind of have a good uh, grasp on that industry, I believe. So keep it up and keep kicking ass. Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on.